and welcome to the Pentecostal Youth Podcast, a podcast made by youth for youth. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined by Wesley. Yo. Darren. Glad to be back. And Daniel. Man, shutting up for that long is hard. <laughs> Matthew 22 tells us many are called, but few are chosen. We can say that everyone has a call on their life. In the spiritual sense, that could be preaching, teaching Sunday school, or leading worship services. But we can also say that people are called to secular jobs, to be doctors, police officers, or just general workers in their community. However, having confidence in the call that God has given to us, or to be used by God, can be a struggle for us. God can and will use every willing person that allows themselves to be used by him. So confidence, you know, confidence is not exactly for, you know, come, coming at this at a perspective as a uh, an introvert. Uh, most most people don't even realize that I'm, I'm very introverted, but, you know, coming from that perspective and that angle, um, confidence isn't exactly what I would say my forte per se, but there's other people that can relate to that. While on that, you know, I know it's, it, it's in within the culture that we love taking personality and each of us have our own personality, whether it be uh, introverted, extroverted, a little mix and match here. Um, you are, uh, some people are very outgoing while other people prefer to be at the house and just stay inside on a rainy day. You know, we have all different types of people um, and confidence, you know, uh, is it's one of those one of those topics that is interesting, especially when we dive in the realm of spirituality. And that you can be the most confident person uh, personality-wise, but when it comes to the call, that you can doubt yourself and that you can become discouraged on what is it that you're doing. Confidence is something that you gain in spiritual growth. And even for someone like myself, spiritual confidence in going towards your calling, it is essentially equipping yourself in your daily walk. And those of you that listen to this podcast, um, you've heard me say that numerous times of saying that it's about that daily uh, sacrifice, that daily experience, whether it be prayer, studying, st- studying your Bible, or uh, or just diving into the Word, be it preaching or whatnot. But something that can help you more so in strengthening your walk and your understanding of the call that God has in your life. But with confidence, 
we can rest assured that on that particular topic that even if you are discouraged or you don't understand or you're kind of lost in the situation of how can I build that confidence in my calling that God has, that we can look at Deuteronomy 3 uh, or 31 and 6 where it says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And in Romans uh, 8.31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Confidence, even though we may not understand it, even though we may not be full set in going towards the goal of our destination and our calling and purpose, we can build a confidence knowing that no matter what the situation is, God is going to be there. And I, I'm reminded of a service my pastor uh, preached on, and that is that no matter what our calling may be, whether it be like uh, Chris said at the beginning, whether it be in the spiritual realm, being a teacher or preacher or so on, or being in the secular realm of being an entrepreneur or a uh, service worker, no matter what that calling and purpose is, that God is going to set the stage for you. He is not going to throw you out to the wolves. That is not who God is. He equips you and builds you. As long as you do the things that you're supposed to be doing to build yourself up, self up spiritually, He is setting the stage for you. If we look back in Genesis, and I think uh, my pastor did a, a very beautiful job in um uh, saying this is that God in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He separated light from dark. He separated the land from the sea. He then made the fish for the water. He made all the animals for uh, the land. He made all the plant life that was available on the land and those of the sea for the sea and those creatures. But then when he made man, he made man last. He didn't make man at the beginning. If he made man at the beginning, we would not have been able to sustain life. He made all the things first to set the stage for us to be sustained, to live and survive. We have confidence in him. And by having confidence in him, the God who sticks closer than a brother, that we, no matter what our calling and destination is and our purpose, that he is setting the stage for us because he is our support. Uh, that's very, very good point. Um, you were talking about how God sets the stage. In my personal experience, I've had two main phases in my calling and that's another thing your calling will probably never stay the same throughout your entire life but there's been two distinct stages that i've seen already and i'm only almost 20 i'm 
I can't wait to see what's ahead of me. Um, but whenever I was becoming a teenager, I could sing kind of, and I was just faithfully sitting at the front worshiping at church. But it was whenever I was able to sit there and worship that the stage was set for me to move into um, uh, singing. And I've actually been part of sectional conferences as a part of that. But it started with me just using what God had gave me to worship him. As long as you are focusing on worshiping God, it will always manifest. And I had always wanted to be a content creator. Uh, it's just something that I always thought would be cool to do. And then as uh, we entered a remodel and people couldn't be in our church building, we invested in live streaming. And then COVID hit almost immediately after we got our rig set up. And it pushed me into the live streaming and content creation mindset so I could be helpful in the church. And I'm, while I'm not personally creating content, you can't, you are at that point, you're a content creator for God first. Most of the projects that I've had, I've just kind of dabbled at, moved on and took the research to the church. I haven't, even though I've had the setup, I've not been live in over a month, but it's, whenever you're able to take your stuff and be like, okay, I can devote this time here, but this also needs to be done in the church. That's whenever you're, whenever you're able to prioritize God first, even whenever you're able to use your gifts elsewhere, that's where the stage will be set for you to expand your gifts and eventually be able to come out and be the best version of that gifted person that you could be ever. And just to pick up right there and also to kind of circle back on what I was talking about that, you know, like I said, God is your support system and he gives the analogy of, the the man who built his house on the sand and the man who built his house on the rock. We know Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the the foundation of our our gospel, our salvation. He is the foundation of our faith. And we are assured that no matter what comes at us, Building upon that firm foundation on the rock, we can sustain with, uh, or if we look back at First Peter 1 and 20, I talked about earlier that knowing that God, he is constantly going to be there as long as we are within his will and do his will that we can look in 1 Peter 1 and 20, where it says he would, he has foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. And in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I, 
I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou uh, comest out or comest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee and ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. God, he knows the beginning from the end. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He knows all. And he has been through all. He manifested himself in the flesh and has been through all the pain and the suffering. No matter what goes on, he understands and he is going to be a constant help to us as long as we follow the path. And that alone, I think, is an assurance to build our confidence no matter what our calling may be to reach that destination ahead. Mm. That's an important thing to remember right there. And it's it really is, in my younger years, it's something that I, I struggled with a lot was remembering to stay on the path. And it affected me like that, forgetting that point that you just brought up there, Darren, has affected me in ways that are very interesting. And thankfully, I've been able to move past that and realize that forgetting about the path of God earlier in my life doesn't affect where I am now that I've found God's path again. But I think what a lot of young people struggle with is the fact that we are human and humans mess up and a big thing when i was when god called me i can remember the day god god called me i can remember exactly where i was what i was doing and none of y'all have been to my church so this description would mean nothing to you but it helps me tell the story and it's like it was funny because i was in i was in grade 12 getting ready to graduate high school and i thought that i wanted to go to community college to do computer networking as my post-secondary and that was the crisp plan and I had a teacher who, one of the best teachers I had in high school, but anyway, he was going to help me on the Monday morning uh, apply for a community college for this networking thing. And at this point, I had kind of felt God nudging me towards going to Bible college. I didn't like that idea at that time be completely honest with you was not a fan of that idea um but so you could say i was actively running in a, in a way i guess from it i i was not in my head i was not going to bible college it not happening and it was funny because me and the teacher talked about it on friday and we said okay we'll apply on monday he's gonna help me apply on monday and through the weekend Sunday's in there and we had church on Sunday and 
Sunday night service. I'll never forget this service. Where I was the most uncomfortable young person ever that night. Because God was actively going like, hey, you need to go to Bible college, not community college for the networking degree. You need to spend three years, dedicate your life to me because I have greater things for you. And like I had said, I didn't like that idea. I I wanted to do computer work. That's really what I wanted to do at that moment. And really for the most of that service, I didn't enter into the service at all. I was as cold as you could be, just sit a lump on the log the entire service um, because I was extremely uncomfortable because I was trying to run away from what God wanted me to do. And at the end of that service, um, at our church, sometimes our altar call can go for two or three hours. And I was just sitting at the very back of the church. You have to go through our sanctuary to get to our fellowship hall. It's over on one side of the sanctuary, the opposite side that you come into when you walk in the door. Um, and I was sitting on a chair right by the door to the fellowship hall. And I'll never forget it. And pastor was praying. I was just sitting there and been like, at, at some point in the service, I was like, okay, God, if this is really what you want me to do, you have to remind me or you have to confirm it to me. And the uncomfortable kid sitting at the back, pastor walks by, he just looks at me and then he then he goes over and there's two other people in our church who were Bible college students at the time. They were going and he got them to to come back and pray for me. And they were praying for me and then all of a sudden my youth pastor come back to me and he said words gave me a message from God that I'll never forget. And God said to me that night he was like I have called you. Will you do it? And it was at that it was that night that Chris's plan became God's plan. And to this to this day to this day and I've said it many times when I've been preaching if any of y'all know me out there and you've heard me preach you probably heard me say it I was like almost every time I preach I go like I really I I feel like I'm the least worthy person to be doing this like I've messed up in ways that many people will never know I've been I've been so far from the perfect person in this life so far been so far f uh from living for god at points in this life right not right now but like in the past and even still god looked at me and goes like i want to use him and that just that blows my mind
completely blows my mind. Why would God want to use some little imperfect, sometimes, you know, as humans, you feel like you're just a no good piece of trash. That's just, it happens. And, and I feel like that sometimes. And I'm like, why can God use me? Why does God use me? Why does he want to use me? Because I don't, I don't feel worthy to be used by him like he's used me and like he's going to use me. But he still chooses to use the imperfect person. He still, he chooses to use the person that's messed up. And, you know, I always, my favorite character in the, in the Bible is Saul slash Paul. You know, like, that guy was so messed up. Murdered Christians. And God was like, no, I'm going to use him. This guy that's actively attacked my people. Murdered some of them. I'm going to use him. Right, right. And if God can use him, he can use anybody. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the best preachers, arguably, other than Peter, who who preached the first message of Pentecost. He was one of the best preachers, one of the best writers that we have. Basically, the most predominant writer. Honestly, bestseller. <laughs> yeah wrote most of the new testament yeah and the thing is half of the bible sales are psalms proverbs and new testament uh, it might not be half but approximate it's a big percentage of them that's just those three sections of the bible but it's those segments that people and those who were translating the Bible realized these are the most important things that we can get out of it. And so they took those segments that were wrote by a person who used to roam the nation of and the empire of Rome and kill the Christians. They took that guy and he's one of the most powerful and important writers in Christianity. And I think it's worth noting as well on Chris's point that if we just look back on the story of David, when um, what's it? When uh, is it Samuel? Yeah, when Samuel goes and seeks who is going to be the next anointed king mm -hmm. of Israel. He looks mm. and he looks on all the other brothers of David and he looks at this one. Oh, that could be the king. Nope, that's not the one. Oh, that one could. Nope. And then he gets to the 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 strongest, most good-looking brother of them all and he goes, surely this is going to be the king. And he goes, nope. And then out in the far, far corner, late to the party, Came in late because he was busy working. Comes this little scrawny boy by the name of David that happened to be the lowliest of all of his brothers. And God's like, yep, that's the one. That's who we're going to use. And exactly. that little boy kills a giant, 
And that little boy becomes one of the most, most impactful people, mm-hmm. psalmist, worshipers that we have, that we can use as an example for us. And on that note too, which I, I don't mean to take up a bunch of air, but you know, I, I think what causes the the lack of confidence in us individually is faith. And I know we've done a podcast on faith, but I want to just talk about this really quick. Is that we aren't putting enough faith in God alone? Because I I, I I did a spill on He is the foundation, He's with us. But if we don't have enough faith that He is going to support us through this, we have no oh, confidence, so right. and we cannot be strong enough to to do what we need to do. And if we look at Jonah. I mean, sure, Jonah had more problems than just like faith issues. But if we look at Jonah, he didn't have faith enough that God could save all these Gentiles. He didn't have enough faith that these heathens that are out in the world that God would save save them in Nineveh. But when he responded things changed. And I remember being in a service with Brother Scott Shelton, and he said this, and I thought it was very impactful, is that, you know, we, we, we think of callings as the, at the macro level. We look at it as this big, huge thing that I'm going to go to Africa, and I'm going to save a billion souls, and I'm going to get them all, um, Worshiping in the Holy Ghost, we look at it at the macro level, but we never look at it at the micro level. And Brother Shelton, he spoke on that God is going to call you in different situations, whether it be that, oh, you need to speak a word to this guy that's on the street that, you know, he, he's having a, a hard day, but he has a smile on his face. But man, his life is, is bad and you need to speak a word to him right now. And if we don't respond to that, we don't have peace because if we cannot do the little things at the micro level, how then can we have the confidence to go on the macro? How then are we going to have peace at the macro level to do the will of God? It's the exercising, building those muscles on the micro level to get us to the macro level. Because faith, we can't just jump into it. Well, some people can, but we can't just jump into it and expect that we're going to have this great faith and great revival when we can't start at the baby step levels and working on those callings here at home. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say, uh, when you were talking about Paul earlier, or uh, whoever it was that was talking about Paul earlier. Um, I, one, one thing I remember in the Bible is, you know, he was, uh, he was criticized when, when he got his calling and everything, people didn't trust him. Uh, there was like a lot of rumors and stuff being spread around him and people were always talking trash about him. You know, that's, 
something that can definitely tear down your confidence in your call is if people start talking about you behind uh, your back. It has happened. Um, uh, I've heard of people who came from dark places. Yeah. And they were trying to come into the church and they had to stop for a bit because they came into a church where it's similar to how um, I think his third day, if we are the body, their song talked about how the judgmental glances to the back row. Yeah. Hurt so much more to the new convert. And there's these people who talk about, yeah, I had to go to a different church within the same denomination to find someone who was teaching truth and not glaring at me over their shoulder. Yeah. Um, I have unfortunately seen it in some churches that I have visited. You walk oh, yeah. in there, especially if you're traveling and you don't bring your best clothes because it's a big vacation and whatever. Yeah. You walk into a Sunday service and it's still relatively nice clothes, but not not even just dress clothes and you will get a few glances from some congregations because you don't look the part. Why are you here? <laughs> and then whenever you out worship them, you get a whole oh. different set of glances. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one thing is, you know, being judgy and, you know, just rude in general has no place in the church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if, if, if someone, if someone comes in and like, you know, they're new to this, they, you know, they, they're obviously not going to look the part. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be different than what you're used to. And you have to kind of push your prejudice out the window and re- acknowledge that they're people and God can use them just as much as he can use you. Mm-hmm. And to double back to what we're talking about, confidence in the calling. I don't yeah. care who is in the altar. If I'm not tied up with another ministry that I'm working on, I am going to go pray with them, no matter what they look like, smell like, whatever. Because, and sometimes if if you're tied up with something that, yeah, I can just let the quality slide a little bit and go touch God with these people, that will sometimes actually increase the quality of your ministry that you're doing elsewhere with the live stream that I am one of the main uh, production team members on. Yeah. There comes a point where you just got to stop messing with the cameras and go worship. Right. Absolutely. And that's another thing. You don't need to be too confident in your call. Oh yeah. Because whenever you are overconfident in your abilities and what you can do and you're like, I need to stay here. You will sometimes miss out on what the more instantaneous call of God is. Cause the Bible says for us to be in instant in season and out of season. Daniel, that's, that's so true. Uh, And another point is if, if you're, when we get overconfident, in our call, we yeah, we'll say it like that. Um, it more so gets to the point where, hey, look what I can do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place to get. Exactly. Like the you confidence. do not, you do God. not want to get there. Mm-hmm. Your confidence should um, be placed in God, not your own right. abilities and understanding. Like we were talking about, you don't lean on what you know. To double back to what I was talking about earlier, whenever I was called to the ministry of leading people in worship there for a while, um, the best services that we ever had on a sectional level, on a church level, are whenever we, to be blunt, we stunk during practice. Yeah. But it's whenever you are humbled where you need to be and be like, God, we cannot do this. And so we're going to go hit the prayer room and make sure that we are filled with your spirit. And then we're going to come out here and do what we are called to do instead of trying to rely on what we can do with our own power. Cause your calling is not just, Hey, do this. It's Hey, do this with me. Do right. this by my name, yes. by my authority. And while you were saying that, I was thinking back to what Darren had said earlier about, you know, you have to have faith in order to have confidence in your call. Because mm-hmm. when your faith moves from being God and your faith moves to being you, because mm-hmm. we can be like that as humans sometimes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As humans, as humans, you know, things get going good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things get going good because we all have struggles and we all have high points. There's mountains and valleys in this life. It's just how it works. Yeah. But. When the things get going good, you still have to have the faith that God is going to lead you, and God is the one leading you, because from experience, Mm -hmm. if you get to where you're like, oh, I can do this, I can do this, it's me, God will knock you off your high horse so quickly you don't even know what hit you. Oh, yeah. Right. Just to jump in there really quick, you're it. You're talking about the good time, but also in the bad time. That reminds me of right. uh, there. There was a sister in our church that she had cancer, and you know had to suffer through cancer. But when you asked her, "How are you doing?" she said, "I'm doing well in Jesus' name." Pretty much giving you the indication that one, no, I am not doing fine, but. I have faith in God that I will be fine. And it's the faith to get you through the hard time. It is that kind of faith that builds a confidence, even in your worst situation, to have the faith and the confidence therein that you will make it through. You will get it done. We've kind of changed what we're talking about here, but this is still very relevant. Yeah. And I love it when this happens because usually we get our best content when this happens. But yeah, it's okay to be um, relevantly <laughs> off topic. Exactly. 
while this may not particularly just apply to your call in life, like, let God lead you through everything. Mm-hmm. There's this really old song, and if anyone knows me, they know I love old Southern gospel music. And it goes, for the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. I grew up on that one, man. When when things go wrong, he'll make them right. For the God of the good time is still God in the bad time. And the God of the day is still God in the night. That one is one of my mom's favorite songs. I I was raised on Southern Gospel. I went through a stage where I hated it, but it did. <laughs> I think everybody has that point where you hate what your parents listen to. There was one point where I just literally would not, I just would not uh, engage in the church that we were attending. It was just me and my family that were making up the congregation. And my dad had some, uh, I forget what multi-track, company it was but he had bought some multi-tracks and he was using those to back himself up because none of us are great at playing music especially at that time because i was like i want to say 13 but it was it was those songs where i learned about having faith and being able to put your trust in God about where you're at, what you're called to do. Because while I didn't see it, God was calling us to grow as a family. Because all of us were wondering where in the world that was, what we were trying to do. And it was whenever we were able to trust God and say, okay, let's actually dig in and put our faith that God is going to have something happen. Well, nothing really happened to that church. The building is destroyed now. What it did teach us is how to move into ministry where there basically is no established start. Uh, I do want to kind of, I, I guess this is, it's on topic. It's a slightly different direction. Uh, but I had these notes written down, and I wanted to, wanted to read them off because uh, some very good stuff. I think uh, it, it it's relevant to confidence uh, in the call and confidence in general. Uh, but you know, the devil will constantly throw things your way to make you feel like you can't accomplish what God has called you to do. You know, fear, anxiety, depression, mental illness, which, by the way, is a topic I really want to go more in depth on in a future episode. Uh, but those things can hold you down. These things will cause you to feel like you'll never achieve your walk with God. Like, I'm going to be real. I've suffered panic attacks because I doubted my calling. Like, I doubted God. I I was terrified out of my mind over whether or not any of this was real. Uh, It's just so much fear can get in the way. But, you know, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, we love to quote this verse. It says, uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that fear, anxiety, depression, whatever it is that's trying to tear you down, you know, tear down your confidence and your calling, 
you have to learn to not let those things control you. Uh, so, sometimes I, I felt like my life was falling apart and that I could never be used by God. It's pretty interesting how the devil will only make you doubt your calling because you doubt yourself. Uh, not only make you doubt your calling, but make you doubt yourself. You have to build your confidence. You have to encourage yourself. I'm I'm not an experienced preacher by any means, but I've preached a few sermons. And one thing that happens every time I've preached is that all of these negative thoughts just attack me. My my mind starts telling me that I should just quit and that I'm nothing. Uh, a really wise man in my church that I know uh, told me about this verse and told me to remember to encourage myself in the Lord. Uh, it, what First Samuel 30 and 6, uh, and, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. It says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You have to remind yourself that you've conquered giants. You, you know, you've prayed through. You've gotten the Holy Ghost. Remind yourself of the things that God has done for you. Uh, you, you have to get to a point where you can say to the devil, I don't care what you're saying to me because I know my God and I know what he's brought me through. Yes. Um, to go back to first Timothy. Um, second oh, Timothy, sorry. Ver chapter one, uh, verse eight says, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner but share within the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which has given us in Christ Jesus before time began. I did not realize that it said anything about a calling there before I started reading, but it's you are called to share your testimony, even if it's just to yourself or to a close friend. You will overcome things that you never thought you could whenever you're able to share your testimony. It's just something that I have found that you're more of a minister whenever you're able to talk about what God has done for you than you are whenever you try to get up and preach, but you're saying just empty words. I want to say this here. People can debate on whether the Bible is true or not. Human beings do that all the time. Something that someone cannot debate is your personal experience. That is non-negotiable. What you have experienced at least for you, is absolute truth. Whether someone believes you or not is totally different, but they cannot debate you over what you have experienced. Mm -hmm. We can point back to the miracles of the Bible, but um, it all, the Bible also says miracles and signs will follow them that believe. Mark 16, 17, what, yeah. Sorry, I'm not a Bible quizzer. <laughs> neither am i but that's my favorite scripture in the bible man and it's something that whenever you're able to make an attempt to apply the word of god to your entire walk 
to your entire life, you will have those miracles, signs, and wonders that will follow you. You will have mm-hmm. the love that they shall know you from your love one to another. Because, to be honest, I don't love people all the time in my own flesh. But whenever Jesus is able to take residence in my heart and in my life, and he is the one that I'm able to surrender control to, Mm. it's kind of hard to make me mad. Whenever I get mad, let's just say it's interesting. But at that point, I know that I am out of the will of God, and I need to work to get back submitted because I am not showing what God has given me. Right. Tell you one thing I pray every morning before I go to work, working in the public service industry. Lord, help me to be a positive impact on people today. Help me to show your love even when people treat me like garbage. Because in the public service industry, sometimes you meet people on their worst days in their worst moments. And it's just, it's something that each and every one of us as Christians have to think about when it comes to the call of God. How do you treat other people? You're dealing with people who sometimes have not found that, that song that says blessed assurance Jesus is mine. They have not found that to be true. And so they are trying to grasp onto anything that has meaning in this world. And whenever your bank account's running low, whenever your kids just will not shut up, whenever people just keep on bombarding you with requests and you keep on being the vent of your friend group and you never get to release anything yourself, that is whenever you're Whenever you're close to your breaking point, you aren't very nice. When everything that you know is what you need is not there, you have nothing to hold your mind stable. And that's where we as Christians need to be there and be showing the love of God. That way maybe somebody can see that, yes, there is something that no matter what people throw my way, no matter what life throws my way, I can be a constant. And it is a struggle to be that constant and to stay in the will of God. But that is a ministry in and of itself. Now, we're coming to the end of our time here. And I just I just want to do a quick recap of what I can remember that we talked about. Um, I want it to be, you know, set in everyone's mind that 100%, it does not matter your past. If you're in the will of God now, you're, if you're walking with God now, he can, and he will use you. It's important to keep God first. It's important to keep your focus on him, keep the faith, because faith is what will lead you and guide you through the good times and the bad times. 
it'll allow you to keep the confidence that you can do what God has called you to do. And if you're feeling a call of God on your life, I will strongly encourage you to go talk to your pastor and explain to your pastor what you feel that God has put on your heart. I know way back then I was scared to approach my pastor out of the blue like with stuff like that, but I've come to learn that my pastor is there to help me grow into the person that God wants me to be. And your pastor is there for you, just like mine is, to help you to grow into the person that God wants you to be. So if, you're, if you feel the call of God on your life, no matter what it is, I strongly, strongly encourage you to sit down and talk to your pastor about the call of God on your life. And I guess with that being said, we'd like to thank you for joining us for the fifth episode of the Pentecostal Youth Podcast. And I'd like to thank all of our guests today, uh, Wesley, Darren, and Daniel. We just want to take a moment here at the end to let you know, if you're not a part of the Discord server yet, you can come and join and have a conversation with I think we're almost at 400 members of the Discord server. And you can join that by filling out the application at pentecostalyouth.chat, which is our website. You can follow us on our social media. I think all of the links are in the descriptions and on our website. And if you feel like you want to help support the discord server and what we do help us advertise and do promotions which is what our patreon does and at the same time get early access to the podcast episodes as well as other perks within the discord server you can do that on our patreon page which is also linked in the description that being said i'd like to thank you for joining us and god bless (laughs) 